The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow here, along with Mo Patton and JP Plant, bringing you all of the news that's good news across the Southern Middle Tennessee region. Ah, <laughs> uh, sports and all that encompasses it, right here for the next two hours. We will be on your radio dial. Don't touch it, because we'll talk about something you care about eventually. Mo, good morning. How's it going? It's going. It's going. A little wet. A little, little traffic-y on the way in. Um, was it? Yeah, I think there was a wreck on the north side. Of there was a yeah, and, and it was, you know, rubberneckers. Gotcha. So, oh yeah. I I got there as it happened. So oh, cool. or just after it happened. So I didn't. So you have got any, through. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty easy for me. Did you see the truck on eight forty? Yeah, that tumped over. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that would that would not be good if you were trying to go that way because you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't get go towards Murfreesboro yeah. coming mm-hmm. off of South sixty five. It's not a good morning for traffic, but hey, that's uh that that's. I asked I asked Alexa this morning what's the weather and she said a dreary day with a high forty three. Mu- Alexa must have come back from vacation just she must like have. you did, huh? She must have. She knew. She got it. She got it right this morning. It yeah. was bad. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those mornings that is tough to get up, man. I will tell you, it was very difficult. Very difficult. Of course, part of that was that we had late nights last night. We did have late nights last night. Had some high school hoops action going on and covered a couple of games. Um, And we'll talk about those in the next segment. We also have Santa Fe head basketball coach, boys coach, Brad Slaughter, set to join us on Coach's Corner later this hour. In the next hour, we will have Murray County Athletics Director Chris Pointer on the show. He will actually be in the studio. Which gonna have a visitor will be our our first in studio guest. We need Baker Mayfield to come in and clean up for us. You know, <laughs> get That's the, right. Get the stadium all get it tidied ready to go. up for for guests. Yeah. Of course, last night the college football playoff rankings came out, and well, we got some hashtag trash can juice to talk about. So there's that, and of course some bowl projections. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see. Speaking what's, of trash can juice, yeah. Well. There's that. And, of course, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday, where we give you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world in our final segment of the day. So stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot to talk about. And before we do that, though, just want to mention that we um, we do have sm-tnsports.com, where you can find stories from last night's games. You can follow us on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports on Facebook. Just search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports and on Instagram at SM underscore TN Sports. So 
plenty of ways to follow us, and you definitely want to do that during ball games because we we give you live updates, obviously. And uh, I was able to get some pictures up of the girls' game during halftime. That was kind of cool. Look at you showing off. Um, not only do we have game stories from last night, we also have as up to date a schedule of the week's events as we can manage under the circumstances. And we've got some um, scoring leaders from across the area up there as well. So, Yeah, apparently um, Hampshire did not play last night. Like I said. <laughs> we didn't. We, who, who we thought we knew. Who knew? Um, so, yeah, that, those games were canceled, the Cornersville-Hampshire games, but they are planning on going to Lewis County on Thursday at this point. The Cornersville-Hampshire game was canceled. Um, the Middle Tennessee Christian-Columbia Academy boys game was postponed for a second time. The girls played. We'll get to that later. We will. Um, and we've got some changes for later on in the weekend that we will get to later as well. We can get to those now if we want to. Well, might as well. Over at, um, we're both looking at them. Well, the Riverdale Christmas Classic Friday and Saturday is not at Riverdale on Friday. Um, Columbia Central will play Christ Presbyterian Academy at 4 p.m. at Lebanon. Okay. And I said Columbia Central, right? Columbia mm-hmm. Central at CPF. Okay. The reason I ask is because Columbia Academy was set to play at Smyrna. They had some satellite games. But because Rutherford County is on distance learning this week, they cannot host athletic events. So Columbia Academy is playing Smyrna at 8 o'clock Friday night at Lebanon as well. Now, all Saturday's games are at Riverdale as scheduled because there are no Saturday classes. So, you know, it's funny that you said that because we, we talked about that last night at uh, at Santa Fe. There was a some situation where the team could practice, but they couldn't play on a Saturday. So, I don't know. That's, that's funny. So, I thought Murfreesboro was a city school system. No. Okay. Oh, not at the high school level. Gotcha. Gotcha. I... I that's yeah, confusing. All, all, all of the well, <laughs> same thing in Williamson County. Basically, the Franklin City School, uh, Franklin Special. Special School District, only goes through eighth grade. Gotcha. See, I thought that was a whole different ordeal. I'm not sure which schools are Murfreesboro City Schools, but none of the high schools are. Gotcha. That's confusing, but okay. It is. It is. <laughs> it, it truly is. Yeah. So. There are no Saturday classes, so they will play at Rutherford County Schools on Saturday. Right. That's fantastic. Right. Hey, you do you, guys. Mm. You do you. Mm. Uh, but um, last night we did have several ball games. We've got some games. Uh, let, let's run down Thursday's schedule while we got yeah, them. because we uh, don't have any tonight. As it currently stands, uh, Summertown and Huntingdon will start at 530. At Huntingdon. At Huntingdon. And then Colin, uh, Mount Pleasant hosts Collinwood. Cullioca travels over to Lynchburg to take on Moore County. Hampshire will travel to Lewis County. Spring Hill hosts Hickman County. And this will hopefully. be the girls' first yeah. game in a while because they're coming out of quarantine. Right. And then Zion Christian travels to Cornersville, we think. 
I assume if Hampshire can play on Thursday, that Cornersville is the one who had to cancel last night. Mm. So we should probably get clarification on that. As best we can. <laughs> it's 2020. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, you got wrestling on Thursday as Columbia Central goes to Smyrna. Uh, to are take- you sure about that? Um, <laughs> they might wrestle, but it won't be at Smyrna. And I oop. <laughs> yeah. Um, stay tuned. <laughs> Maybe at Columbia. Who knows? You guys just come over here. We'll, yeah, we'll figure right, that out later. Right, right. Um, well, I mean, I don't even know if they can. They clearly can play. Yeah. They just can't just not host. Which makes all sorts of sense. Well, you know, like it's you the building. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. Do you? Too bad it's not on Saturday. They could play. They could go wrestle on Saturday. They got things to do on Saturday, though. All of them, probably. Most likely. Yeah, because everybody's trying to get games in because everything's been interrupted, obviously. Man, it's been a crazy year. Last night was a lot of fun, though. Um, My boys' game was super fun, and I'm excited to talk about it with you and with Brad Slaughter in the third segment. Um, You went over to Columbia Central, right? Yeah, for a second straight night. For a second straight night? Yeah, yeah. Such is life. Saw a pretty good ball game. A little bit better ball game than Nick Campbell would have liked, probably. Probably so. Since Um, since they were down 12 before the end of the first quarter. Exactly. Um, But, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, That Columbia Central-Marshall County game. We'll talk about Joe Burns and Santa Fe. We'll talk about other area games, including Mount Pleasant and Zion Christian as well as that Columbia Academy Middle Tennessee Christian Girls game that we talked about briefly. Uh, We'll get all of that on the other side of our first break of the day on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned with us right here on WKOM 1017 FM. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Never a dull moment here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, especially when it rains. You guys think that I'm kidding, but... It's starting to make sense. Rain screws with the cable internet and other internets just as much as it does with satellite television. Something in the walls here, too. That, too. we, 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 uh, We did a handoff. Uh, a tower jump, if you will, in the break. So, 
but we're but we're good. We're, we're live. here. Yeah, we're we're beaming, which is fine. Yeah. I just you know, I just don't think it's not uncommon for sure weather to play a, a role in the internet issues of any place. I'm mean, especially with one particular cable internet provider here in mm. southern middle Tennessee. <laughs> it, it can't be Who an issue. remain unnamed. Yeah. For the obvious reasons. Oh, man. Had plenty of action on the hardwood last night. Mo, do you want to talk about some of the games that we didn't get to go to? Let's or? do that. Let's do that. Um, doubleheader out at Mount Pleasant as the... Um, Post Lady Tigers defeated Zion Christian 64-18. Um, 14 points from Emily Crossman. 10 more from freshman Addison Workman. Big night for freshmen last night, apparently. We'll talk about another one here later on. But um, Lady Tigers 64-18 over Zion Christian in the boys game. 19 points out of Kentray Frierson as the Tigers defeated the Zion Christian boys, 51-46. Wesley Riggins with 12 points for Zion Christian in the loss. Yeah, big third quarter there by the Tigers. 18 uh, outscored Zion Christian, doubled them up 18-9. After and, trailing yeah. at the half, 26-25. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, clearly, you know, coming out of the break, we if, if you've ever really – watch basketball and talk to any kind of coach whatsoever they'll tell you the first first four minutes of that third quarter is pretty much determines the second half and clearly Mount Pleasant was locked in coming out of the break yeah I'm sure Chris Carney took him in at the break and got their attention <laughs> I can't imagine he did not uh, I was a uh, so yeah big win there for Mount Pleasant's boys and girls right um not so much for Columbia Academy's girls, who fell 63-29 to Middle Tennessee Christian. Uh, 63-39. I'm sorry, 39. Uh, I will say this, though. This Middle Tennessee Christian girls team, they, there's kind of a, a caveat with that particular team. They're pretty good. Well, they also play together outside. M- many of them play together outside of TWSAA competition with uh, Middle Tennessee Christian assistant coach over there. They play for an AAU team. They play for an AAU team together. And um, Valaria Cannon is uh, – she's special. Mm-hmm. She had 23 last night. Sydney Cooper had 18. And uh, they're only going to get better when Jalen Banks comes to town mm-hmm. next year. Or she's already in town. She's in town, but she wants yeah. she can she's play. She's got to get year. in uniform, yeah. So, um, and I imagine they'll probably get a taste of what she can do in some JV games to the extent that they're able to play JV in the middle of a pandemic. But, yeah, like you said, big win for Middle Tennessee Christian. There, tough loss for for CA. How do we say Lindsay and Sarah's last name? Wisnowski. Wisnowski. That's a fun name. I like that name. You know, it's really a little more common in this area than you would think because um, Centennial had three Wisnowski brothers over about a eight-year period. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I coached one of them in Summer League Baseball. But 
There you go. So that's I got a little inside track on that one. I'm yeah. I was about to say I'm glad that you knew because I had no idea because yeah. there's an there's an I in there that's that, silent it's and uh, <laughs> well shut that yeah get oh. that quiet out of here out of here <laughs> no need for it my name is Bob B K O B the, the K, K is, is silent silent. <laughs> silent letters make no sense Bacob <laughs> that's Bacob. <laughs> Oh man, we can't mm-hmm. can't do the whole bit. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no, we could on the podcast. We could on the podcast. We cannot hear. Have to mark that with a little e though. Yeah. Oh man, mm. insert here. So those um, those games were played last night. We did not get a chance to get out to them because well, we are only two people, and we can only be in one place at one time. Uh, that we ain't, we ain't figured out cloning just yet. We're close. We're working on it. <laughs> working on it. But you know what's funny? During football season, I don't know if it ever happens to you, but I'll go to a game from time to time, and somebody will see me, and it's like, "Are you staying for the whole game, or are you going somewhere else?" It's like, "No, dude, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I no, you can't cover." I and mean, it's it's not like TV where you go and you get a little B roll and then you go somewhere else. I mean, if you're covering the game, you're covering. You pretty much got to stay the game. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, Charles can do it because oh well, Charles can do anything, but he's different. We we cannot us us, us mortals. Yes, can only cover one game at a time. He's uh, he, he, he's special, but uh, but you did get to go out to a game. You went to Columbia Central last night for the second night in a row, as you mentioned earlier. And how did that turn out? Turned out better than it looked like it was going to early on, as Columbia Central's boys got down eighteen to six before the end of the first quarter. Good lord! Yeah, yeah. So they were down twelve and won by sixteen. I know we said there'd be no math. That's a, but that's, that's a, a twenty-eight one. point swing. And um, did it with their defense primarily, but also did it with 33 points from Q Martin, a career high for the junior guard. Uh oh, come on, Q. 33 points, 14 in the fourth quarter as Central broke away from a 38-38 tie at the end of three. Um, Central's eight and oh. You said it was 38-38 at the end of three. At the end of three, and they outscored them six, 22 to 20? six. Jeez. That's a. That's getting it done. That's getting it done. That, yeah. that, that that's finding a way. I, I'm sure that they they were deadly from the free throw line. Late. Actually, didn't shoot well. They converted some three point plays down the gotcha. stretch because they were they were really pushing it to the rim. And I don't know if fatigue had started to set in with Marshall County, but they, you know, were fouling them on penetration and you know not being able to stay in front of Q Martin and. Bubba Perkins and some other guys, and they were converting free throws. I'll tell you what, Central's got a freshman, Jordan Davis. Remember the name because you're going to be hearing it a lot over the next uh, next four years. Gotcha. Yeah. Long, a little spindly. Hopefully he gets in the weight room over the summer, but he can drive it on anybody. That's what I I love watching – Long guys who can handle the ball. Yeah. Well, they got a bunch of them. 
like I told you yesterday, it's like everybody hit a growth spurt. I wasn't familiar with Jordan Davis. I think he played at EA Cox last year. Gotcha. But um, Nick Campbell says he's got a, he's probably the best freshman he's seen. So so they're eight and zero. The girls improved their record too last night. Eight and two now with their um, thirty seven twenty seven win over Marshall Cl- County. Clayton Harris says that uh, Jordan Davis is a great wide receiver too. Okay. I guess he's taking that from Wes Duncan, who is the wide receivers coach over at well, I'm, I'm Columbia sure, Central. Well, I'm sure under Wes Duncan's tutelage, Jordan Davis will only become a better, better wide, wide receiver. receiver. That's there true. we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Central played without Janai Riley last night, but they um, they got five first-half three-pointers, got up 23-13, and really worked on their, their slowdown game in the second half. I think um, – I think Joshua Bug just wanted to kind of look at some things while they had the opportunity to do so, especially with Janai out. Um, again, Josie Parks, 14 points. Riley Ham, 10 um, to lead Central. So, they um, – It's a solid uh, – look, this girls team has really turned a corner. Well, absolutely. I mean, you when you consider the fact that um, they were 4-21 and last year. They've already won twice as many games as they did all of last year, and we're still not to Christmas yet. That's that's fantastic. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. I I, I feel and they only have one senior. Yeah, I, I was about to say that that this is a group led by kids coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think Janice Bailey does a great job in that leadership role, but also, like you said, Josie Parks, Janai Riley. Um, they've they've got some young talent. Um, Anaya Mulholland knocked down a couple of threes last night. They are a fun team to watch, and that has not always been the case over the last little bit. <laughs> You're right. Um, it wasn't quite so fun watching the – Santa Fe girls last night as they dropped 0-3 because they were without their leading scorer, Amy Bates, and uh, key bench player, Emily Hopkins. And Joe Burns is pretty darn good. You want to talk about lengthy guards? They got a 5'11 point guard at Joe Burns. That's unusual for girls, yes. Well, unusual for girls Class A in particular. 5'11 point? And she's That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Brooke Dallin, a absolute just ball handler. She does a great job getting the basketball. But they played with the ball above uh, above Santa Fe's hands all night. Uh, they also have a six foot two center, Reese Payne, and essentially Dallin would just put the ball above her head and toss it to Payne down low with the ball above her head and put it in she the basket. Turn and score. Yeah. But it's not what you think. 6-2 Payne is not uncoordinated. She's very athletic. I mean, can shoot the ball well mm-hmm. and, and, and puts layups in correctly. It's not like she's just dumping it, right? So they look really good. Um, I expect to see Joe Burns playing deep into the postseason, as they typically do. Right. So, <laughs> there's that. But, uh, yeah, it was a a final score of uh, 67-25 in the girls' game. 
The boys' game, however, was crazy. <laughs> um, Joe Burns got out to a pretty commanding lead to start um, behind a interesting um, sequence of events where Logan Head, one of their their forwards, goes in for a layup and he gets intentionally fouled and it wasn't intentional? It was not intentional. It was intentional. Oh yeah. Colton Stewart made no, no play on the ball whatsoever <laughs> uh, and didn't make the foul count because the ball went in and so the officials give the one free throw for the, the, the three-point play. Right? Okay. But because they called an intentional foul, they confer and they're like, wait a minute. There's how do we how do we do this? this? How do we administer this? Because do we just go straight to um, you know, the ball? Do they get the one free throw in the ball because the ball went in? They eventually decided that no, the rule says that they get two, two free, free throws, throws and the ball. What they didn't realize is that the two free throws and the ball negates the bonus free throw. So, so it shouldn't have. It should so have been a three-point three play. Point, it should not have been a. Should three point not play. have been a three-point play. It should have been a layup, two free throws, and, and the, the ball. ball. So they got an extra point out of it. It probably didn't matter in the end. Although with ten point eight seconds left, it was a four-point game when it could have been a three-point game. But Joe Burns had the ball. And Santa Fe fouled, and player hits the free throw to go up five. And but um, yeah, it was a, it was a um, at one point Santa Fe was down by about twenty four points in the first half, and came back and lost by five seventy one sixty six because of a thirty eight point outburst from Andy Slaughter. And here's the thing: Andy had fourteen points in the fourth quarter. The other 24 points he had, he had a couple of threes in the third, a couple of threes in the second, and one in the first. He had seven Mm three-pointers in the game. But nothing was falling in the first half for anybody else. Colton Stewart just couldn't – he couldn't find the bottom of the net. I mean, it wasn't from lack of trying. It wasn't bad shots. It just didn't fall. Just didn't go down. And that happens sometimes. And unfortunately, the – like – Brad Slaughter told us, and probably will in the next segment, mm-hmm. hey, right now the scouting report is we don't get back on defense. I saw that. He said they were cherry-picking. Hmm. I mean, as soon as the ball went up, somebody was going deep. And I saw one time Slaughter takes a three, misses it, and the ball bounces to the wing where a Santa Fe player had been standing, <laughs> but – he went back with the cherry picker. Joe Burns takes the rebound, throws it to the kid down the floor who beats the Santa Fe kid defender to the bucket, gets a layup. Slaughter takes him out and says, you didn't rebound or get back. And it wasn't really – it wasn't from a lack of effort. He just – he wasn't as fast as mm-hmm. the other kid, unfortunately. But it, <laughs> it was just funny because had he just, had he just rebounded, they would have kept possession of the ball. Instead, he – Trying to do something, huh? overcompensate for that scouting report. 
But, uh, yeah, it was a really good ball game, and I didn't expect it. I didn't think it was going to be. Coming out of the halftime, you know, actually Santa Fe outscored Joe Burns in the second half of 43-31. to 31. So you just can't get into a big hole. Not the one they got in. They were down 21-11 at the at the end of the first, and they were down 40-23 to 23 at halftime. That's tough. Yeah, so can't do that. It's not how it works. And, and I'm sure he'll tell us that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that and, and some other things that they've got going on. Um, I, I'm not sure if the Santa Fe girls will be continuing to play throughout the week. We'll find out later as best we can. But when we come back, we will talk to the boys coach, Brad Slaughter. He joins us on Coach's Corner, as we have every Wednesday. And we will talk to him about last night's game, this season in general, and what it's like coaching these kids that he's coached for ever. (laughs) So, again, we'll talk to him on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 17 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour here. And we are super excited for this next segment as we get to have our weekly Coach's Corner brought to you by From the Heart Cafe, located at 4384 Nashville Highway in Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Some of the best burgers in town. And in town's a little bit of a stretch. Well, in in Chapel Hill, sure. Oh, no question. I, without, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in Chapel Hill and you're looking for a burger, there's no better place to go. If you're looking for any kind of dessert, I wish I could have some more of that caramel apple. <laughs> need to, that, that need to call Renee. That's yeah. what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Hey, what you got today? Not All today, right. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. 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 We but, got plans uh, today. Yeah, but you know. I'm just saying, Renee does a, a great job over there from the heart. Uh, make sure to go check them out. Again, 4384 Nashville Highway in Chapel Hill. Give them a call, 931-364-4711. Plenty of delicious food. And she sponsors each week's Coach's Corner. And this week we have Santa Fe Boys head basketball coach, Brad Slaughter, joining us on the line. Coach, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me. Coach, um, 
Tough one last night, obviously. And and I imagine it's tough when you get the type performance, the type individual performance that you got last night from Andy, 38 points in that um, 71-66 loss to Joe Burns. Um, and you were pretty succinct with your assessment with regards to the um, to the scouting report on you guys. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're early, you know. After after a night to sleep on it, I'm I'm actually pretty optimistic this morning. You know, we're we're one and three, and and have lost three games by three, four, and five points. Um, so you know, I said at the beginning of the year, I'm excited about my group. Uh, I I really still am. We we obviously have some adjustments. You know, I told my assistant coach Tracy Wilkins last night that um, I'm happy that we were not able to come out of any of those three games with wins. You know, I think it's harder to learn a lesson from a poor performance and a win than it is a loss. So um, what, what it's done is just the eye-opener of what we need to work on. I mean, it's really clear that if we're not going to get back on defense, we're not going to be in game. So that's, you know, that's been the scouting report. And we know what we got to do. I mean, my, my guys, we're, we already had a group text going this morning. are excited to get to practice this afternoon, and we know what we need to work on. And, really clear sometimes you don't you don't get that same experience with a win so um we, we know where we want to be at, at the end of the season and we really focus on playing good at the right time of year last year we were the the number one regular season team in our district and weren't playing our best ball in district so uh, we're going to keep working we're going to keep getting better but that's that's our focus right now is, is defensively being better uh, getting back on defense and just having more consistent offensive performance from from our other guys outside of Andy. You know, you mentioned your three losses, 73-77 to Fairview in the opener, um, 59-56 at McEwen a week ago, and again, 71-66 last night to Joe Burns. And, And as you say, it's early. It's particularly early this season when you guys didn't get 20 games and summer camps or summer league play or, or preseason scrimmages or anything like that. That Fairview game was your first game since you guys ended the postseason last year. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, also for this group especially, this is their first time experiencing it. You know, I know a lot of teams have uh, turnover every year as far as seniors. These guys started as freshmen. Um, you know, and, and played varsity as freshmen, a lot of these guys. And so they've been together since the sixth grade. And then this year, just unexpectedly, we have three starters, either from, from moving or disciplinary issues that are no longer with the team. So this is this is this group's first year playing together. And, and four games in, like I said, we, we didn't get our, our camp um, this season, you know, due to COVID-related Stuff. We've we've had more games canceled than we've we've played. So rhythm has been another big issue. Obviously at Fairview, that's our first game, really trying to establish who we are and what we're going to do. And then you know we we can't get into rhythm because of game canceling. Our, our girls team has been impacted pretty heavily by COVID, um, and and that has therefore impacted us. You know, it's, a lot of teams don't want to play just boys' game, uh, understandably so. But that's that's been a big impact is just not getting in a rhythm and, and going weeks without game. You know, you, 
as we mentioned, you you played and and lost to McEwen. You lost to Joe Burns last night. You've got um, Houston County and East Robertson coming up, theoretically, on Friday and Saturday. Um, was that by design? You guys scheduling home and home with the District Nine A teams that that you would match up with in Region Five A tournament play at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. We we, we want to play uh, play the teams in our region. We know that you know if we're playing the kind of ball we want, we're going to see them again. So uh, yeah, definitely by design. Unfortunately, uh, Maurice, that that Saturday game has uh, now been COVID impacted as well. So. Uh, it, it has been canceled, so we're we're only we're, we're still hoping for a uh, Houston County, but East Robertson is is off the schedule for now. Okay, all right, that's breaking news this morning. There we go. Where's the ticker, JB? Yep. No, um, yeah, that, that's we're always uh, that that's kind of where we are this season, I guess. Uh, a lot of shifting on the fly and that kind of thing, and I would imagine that's as you said, a little a little frustrating. Yeah, it is. And, you know, especially for 16 and 17 year olds, uh, we, uh, uh, I think at times we've had the, for me, you know, uh, when, when games get canceled, these, these 16 and 17 year old boys are, are excited and fired up to play. So, um, everybody's dealing with it. You know, we've, we've been hit hard early. I know some teams have been, you know, fortunate and not been impacted and some that's been impacted worse. So I think it's something where we're all going to have to deal with it at some point in the season, whether it's us or our opponents. And uh, we just got to stay sharp. Practice is more important than ever this year. You know, I, I say every year that teams improve more in the game than they do in practice. You know, when you're especially in single A, a lot of times practices aren't as competitive. Going against your your second group as you'd like, so that that game experience is really vital to improve. So we just got to have really good practices, and I think whoever practices the best this year is going to have a really good chance come tournament time. Coach, do you think that? The you know even with the chemistry issues that you are having right now, do you feel like this team is okay with that? Like you know, you told me that this was your fourth starting lineup last night in four games. Is that something that they're they're okay with? They they want to find that chemistry as much as you do. Oh, for sure. I mean the 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 best thing that I'll say is you know I love this group. While chemistry on the court. Um, is our problem. Chemistry in the locker room is the best I've ever had. Uh, and, and all the teams I've coached, this group loves to be around each other. They get along really well. I mean, super good kids. Um, no attitude problems whatsoever. So from that regard, it's been the best group that I've had. We are, were playing seven guys last night. We had a, a guy that's been starting for us uh, out COVID-related last night, uh, Weston McClanahan. So he, he's a big contributor for us as well. Mm-hmm. And But of those top eight guys, they really do not care who starts, who plays. They're all going to get minutes. And, and we're, it's going to be nice night for us. You know, we talked about we don't really have a starting lineup. We're, we're going to play the five that's playing well. Uh, we're going to sub when we need to sub. And whichever group got it that night is, is the group we're going to stick with. So, no, they're, they're completely okay with it. Just keep working on it. We're visiting with Santa Fe Boys basketball coach Brad Slaughter here on Coach's Corner, brought to you each Wednesday by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. If, you, um, if you're looking for a great burger and you don't mind making a little bit of a road trip, get over to From the Heart. Um, 
Brad, I, I know you guys don't start District 10A play until after the holidays, but, you know, how much attention do you pay to, you know, Kalioka going down to Fayetteville and losing 47-46 on Friday and and what Mount Pleasant's got going on, that kind of thing? Do you Do you look at scores? Do you try to get out to their games when you're not playing or anything like that, or are you just, you know, uber-focused? on your guys right now and not worrying about that other stuff? Well, I mean, I always want to keep up. And obviously you got to be prepared when you when you play them. You know, I've, I've watched some film. I haven't been out in person. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, my, my philosophy has always been focused on you. Um, we're going we're gonna to play our game, honestly. But, you know, whoever we're playing, we, we don't want to adjust our style of play to our opponent too much. Obviously, we need to know, you know, who we need to watch defensively and things like that. But our offensive attack is um, going to be the same. You know, we, we want to focus on us, get better at the things we're doing. Certainly for my players, you know, I tell my players for sure, not to worry about what other teams are doing. Let's take this worry about that. And, uh, we just worry about getting better ourselves. And I think we'll be in good shape. You guys have uh, – this is a an interesting district because – it feels like this season has really risen in competition where this district could could see some teams go a little bit farther than normal. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, Richland's playing really good ball. I, I haven't got to uh, get out and see them, but you know, Richland advanced far last year. We were right there with them. Um, you know, and, and, and I still believe this, this group we're with has – has a chance to go really far. So, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. uh, we know Kalioka won the, won the district last year, returning their key guys. So, yeah, I think there's a ton of talent in our district and one that could, could definitely advance far into the tournament for sure. Um, as you talk about we focus on us, offensively, obviously, it, it starts with Andy. Uh, again, the 38-point performance last night in the loss but at the same time, Brett, the way you guys are constructed and the way you play, it can be any guy any night. And I would think as a coach you have to really, really enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we uh, we got a lot of guys that can do it too. And, you know, what? It, once we start clicking, we can be a really, really fun offensive group to watch. We see it in practice. You know, a lot of times when you have these, these players that just don't have the court experience. Uh, Maurice, I tell you, if you come watch one of our practices, you'd, you'd, you'd think we were, we were amazing. Uh, those guys knock it down in practice. So it's, it's just getting confidence uh, and getting that game experience and putting it in. I mean, Josh Martin, um, he, he's the guy that, that started a game for us. I thought he really played good coming off the bench last night. He, he's the guy that can score the basketball. One on one, open, whatever. He can certainly create his own shot as well. Colt Stewart is a guy that uh, is a matchup problem. He's got guard skills, runs point guard for us a lot of times when teams are face guard handy or running box and one or anything like that. We'll, we'll move him over to the point guard and he can also play in the post. So, you know, when he's got a, a bigger guy on him, he, he can attack off the dribble and with a smaller guy, he can, can work in the post. Uh, Weston McClanahan can shoot. We just have have guys that can score the basketball. So, r- really happy with our offense. I think um, 
teams have seen that as well. Sometimes when, when they really, really focus down on Andy, then, then our other guys are able to attack and, and make them pay for that. So that's, we certainly want to feed Andy the ball and, and give him looks, but we're confident if, if teams try to take that away that we can score in other areas for sure. Yeah, you know, especially in, in that level of basketball, having a guy who can play that small forward, power forward, hybrid position is invaluable because you get so many mismatches one way or the right. other. So that's a, that, that's a positive. Obviously, last night was disappointing in that, you know, you, you guys lost. But, again, as we talked, the effort in the second half, you, you guys just absolutely came out with a mission. And yeah. despite being down 17, uh, outscored Joe Burns by obviously 12 points in the second half and both quarters you outscored them. And that's something that you can build on as you look forward to the this week. For, for sure. And if, if you look across the season, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my scorebook now. We uh, 23 points in the, in the fourth quarter against Grace Christian. We had 24 points in the fourth quarter against McEwen. And we had 29 points in the fourth quarter last night against Joe Burns. So, you know, that's, that's something we talked about last night. Something we'll talk about again at practice today is I feel like um, we've been a little slow to react to, to the physicality of the game, to the speed of the game. And once we're getting adjusted and coming in, we're playing really well late in the game. Uh, when, when we can start expecting that fight right from the bat and there you um, go. taking a two-team, we'll be right where we want to be. Absolutely. That's you, you got to flip those scores. 29 in the first. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the important part. But, yes, uh, Santa Fe boys basketball coach Brad Slaughter joining us today on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, located at 4384 Nashville Highway. Coach, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. When we come back, we'll talk to – Murray County Athletics Director Chris Pointer, when he comes up into the, uh, the studio here, be excited to, to, to have him join us. We got company coming. <laughs> That's actually a Porter Wagner song. You didn't know that, though. <laughs> I'm the only person in this building who knew that. But uh, <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Porter Wagner songs, Company Coming. But, um, yeah, so we will talk to Chris Pointer about football openings and football openings basketball closings all kinds of Um, stuff yeah there's plenty of stuff to talk to the county ad about oh yeah no shortage of of uh of topics so we will do that on the other side of the break this is southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint stay tuned The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net.
Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Seven minutes past the 10 o'clock hour here. So we come to you from Columbia, Tennessee. It is not a beautiful Wednesday morning. It is a dreary Wednesday morning. It's as beautiful Alexa told because me, we're here. That's yeah, about the only reason that it would be. Uh, Alexa was right. It is a dreary morning, but that's okay. It's okay. I'm not even mad about it because it's, it's Wednesday, and we have high school sports still going on as of now. <laughs> Knock on wood. And uh, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun throughout the rest of the week because we have some hoops and some wrestling and all kinds of other things. But as we've talked about all morning, we will keep you updated on scheduling and whatnot throughout on sm-tnsports.com as best we can, as best we can, and at on Twitter at sm underscore tn sports. Make sure to follow us there and on Facebook as well. Right now, though, we are joined by Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director Chris Pointer. Thanks for coming in, man. You're our first actual in-studio guest. Really? First well, what time. A, what an honor, man. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for having me. No, cool. seriously, though. It's a, um, well, what an honor. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate well, appreciate being here. Appreciate you coming. And um, before we get into um, your title responsibilities you're involved in something tomorrow that isn't necessarily as athletics director chris pointer um bring us up to speed on the third annual well it's 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 called the spectacular christmas and uh i got to keep a lot of it on the hush but i can kind of give you a gist of it just because i don't want to ruin the surprise for everybody however as you all know, Shaq Mason is a uh, you know, Columbia native, and part of his philanthropic efforts and just who he is is just really giving back to the kids of Murray County, and specifically kids in Murray County Public School. And, and one way to do that is by doing his big Shaqtacular Christmas and blessing families uh, in Murray County Public Schools and blessing these young people. And... Last year was at, at well, year before last was at McDowell. The first year, second year, which was is at where Park, he went, right? Where he went to, where he went to school, and uh, last year was at Brown, and this year, to be determined, to find out about tomorrow. So, but it uh, is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. We can't say it's tomorrow. Yeah, it will happen tomorrow. We can't say where. So every kid in Murray County Public Schools is going to be waiting on us or whoever to walk through. The doorway with these big bright red shirts on to say Shaq Christmas and then they'll know. So gotcha. Okay, so I I was curious. I was like, well, do you just not know or no? They know. You know. No, we know. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else just don't know. Okay, they don't. That's know. cool. They, they don't know. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> they don't know. And that and that adds to the that adds to the whole element of it. Sure, the, the surprise, excitement. the excitement, uh, and even in, in the staff don't know that the the, the the principal is sworn to secrecy. And she says she's done that. And uh, uh oh, which means it's not a he. Uh oh. <laughs> so we we have narrowed down the yeah, list. So yeah. so so if your if your school has a he for a principal, then <laughs> just okay. check them all. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, you, you journalists, there you're just so quick. You're quick. You're quick right, on the list. You. Quick on the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, a, that's actually almost. Uh, I thought that uh, my my wife was going to be having a boy because I thought I heard the doctor say he. 
yeah. during the ultrasound, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though she was supposed to not tell us, yeah. it turned out to be a girl. So who knows? He may be throwing there us off go. the scent. A little misdirection, a little wing <laughs> T offense here. Yeah, Y'all are just too smart, man. Y'all are too smart. <laughs> uh, You're too smart for and, me. And, until we're not. <laughs> right? Um, speaking of misdirection, uh, what's the status of the Mount Pleasant football coaching search? Uh, the search is underway. Uh, the job has been posted through Murray County Public School System, and uh, applicants are coming in. I did not look at the count to know how many have applied before I came over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, as I mentioned to you, we've had, you know, nearly 75 inquiries about the job, um, of which 15 of them are, have previous head coaching experience. So mm-hmm. um, exciting times. Um, and as we get further down the process, of course, you know, I'll keep you all updated on where we are with it. So. You know, um, a guy who went 38 and 37 with four playoff appearances in seven years has vacated that job. Did you feel like the type of response that, that the, the response that you've gotten was what y'all expected going in? Has it been better than you expected? How would you gauge it to this point? What do you mean, like community the, response? No, no, no. The, felt about no, the, the applicants, the inquiries, that kind of thing. Well, what the applicants showed us is something that I've always said is that there is no shortage. Well, let me back up. Let me say this better. Individuals want to coach in Murray County, and I don't think there's a shortage of individuals who want to come and coach in Murray County. Okay. Our challenge has been equipping principals with the flexibility to create space and opportunities in their buildings so that Mm -hmm. we can put the very best coach in the building. And so what has happened in the past is then you get 75 applications. Well, how many of them are history teachers and how many of them are math teachers? Exactly. And so what we get, I'm not saying we get stuck with, but what happens is you may have a top candidate, knocks it out the box, this is the very best one. And what we've had to default default to as a district is, all right, all of those teaching slots are filled. Can't pick him. All of these teaching spots are filled. Can't pick him. All of these teaching spots are filled. Can't pick her, right? So then we got to go to this one, right? And it's and, and basically we got to say congratulations. You got the job because that is the only spot and seat that we have available in our district. And, and that it has wasn't been, necessarily your first, second, or third choice. Sometimes maybe fourth. And so, and, and sometimes you can't get any of them in the building. And so then the default is, let me go down the hallway and find somebody who's willing to do it. And so that has caused a challenge within Murray County Public School System. And so I'm not surprised by the number of applicants. I am excited by the fact that Mr. Hickman has took, taken a stance, and him and Mr. Gaines have, have talked and have brought me in the conversation that they want to make sure that principals have that flexibility to be able to get the best candidate in the building. Now, there could be circumstances that can prevent that, but we shouldn't be going past the top, the second one on the list. We should be figuring out a way in the district to make sure we get this person in Murray County. And when you say Mr. Hickman, you're referring to Michael Hickman, Director of Schools for Murray County. When you say Scott Gaines, what is his title? Assistant Superintendent of Instruction. Okay. So, so there's going to be some some flexibility to not necessarily create some positions, but to make sure that qualified 
coaching candidates can actually get into the building. Correct. And it's going to be a greater degree of effort to make that happen. Because at the end of the day, per Mr. Hickman said, he wants to win. He, he wants to win. Well, I mean, sports drives so, so much. much. It drives the encouragement of kids to be better students. It drives the encouragement of kids to be to be students to be students. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, not just the players, but yeah. the entire school is is better academically when athletics are successful. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of the things we say is that you know academics is the tip of the spear for athletics, and they mm-hmm. go hand in hand. And and and. One of my roles is using athletics as a catalyst because our sports, our athletic programs, our facilities is the front porch, right? And I'm a, I am a proponent, have multiple degrees of education. I keep my foot up my kid's butt. My daughter came home the other day because she was nervous on a test because she was calculating herself and thought she made a C. And when the teacher gave her a grade, it was a B. She was ecstatic and said, Daddy, see, I told you I'm going to bring all A's and B's home this year, and I said, you better. But to that point, right, I'm not showing up in classroom cheering her on. It's not 8,000 people in class when when they're taking Mm -hmm. the ACT or some sort of test, Mm -hmm. right? But I guarantee you, Maurice Patton was there yesterday, but it was only at 30%. But 30% capacity was the Central High School Gymnasium watching the basketball game, right? Cheering those kids on. Same thing at football games. Same thing in, you know, and it's, I mean, if we had it opened up, Santa Fe, Cullioca, Hampshire, and majority of the schools in the district would be would sell out tickets every game because we've been in the middle of a pandemic, and this is just a release from reality. And that's true. And so, you know, sports is a huge thing in people's lives, and I think it's even more glaring now in the middle of the pandemic than it's ever been uh, of its importance in our lives on a daily basis. We're visiting with Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director Chris Pointer. Um, what's your time type? How involved will you be in the Mount Pleasant coaching search? Very involved. Uh, we'll be together in the next week and a half or so um, as we get all the candidates in, and then myself and, and school leadership will trim down the, will narrow down the search of candidates, and then from the narrowing down of the candidates, then the form, full committee will get together as we begin to determine uh, the interview process of candidates. When do y'all hope to introduce somebody? <sighs> My hope is sometime in January to make some sort of announcement, uh, but that's all Does it tentative, have, of course. It has to be approved by the board. Is that correct, the hire? Yeah, well, ultimately, Mr. Hickman and then – and, uh, what is it, staffing, and, and I'm not saying this exactly right, I'm just cr- saying it in Chris's terms. It's, it's almost like an FYI, let you know what we've done. Sure. But the sign-off will come from me to notify Mr. Hickman that this has been signed off and approved by my department. He will more than likely, we'll have a dialogue about it. He'll accept it if, if it's my recommendation, and then we will notify the board of that decision. Okay. So you notify the board. Yeah, it's the board doesn't. Well, and I may be saying this wrong, so forgive me. But we hire people in the district all the time, so I don't okay. know if there's some level of sign-off that has to happen to approve. I think operationally of staffing, because you know the board only has one employee, which is Mr. Hickman. Right. And Mr. Hickman is responsible for everybody else. So Mr. Hickman, therefore, is just okay. notifying the school board of hires that he is responsible for. Okay. okay. All right. Um, 
Aside from that, how's everything going? <laughs> Man, honestly, um, in the world of athletics and the world of everything that I do, because, you know, district athletic director, I also supervise PE, also supervise nursing, also part of the, the COVID team. And so basically, I mean, the years has been kind of. You're not busy. <laughs> not at all. Um, it's just been kind of a roller coaster, honestly. And uh, you just see in the middle of all of this pandemic, you just kind of see the power of people. You, you see the importance of connection. Uh, you see the importance of teamwork uh, in everything that's going on. And, and I, you know, I am, we are blessed and fortunate as a community and a county to, to be able to still continue to have athletics, to continue, to continue to have kids be engaged and be able to do some things that are normal. I think we've put parameters in place that allows us uh, to pull the plug when we feel like it's no longer safe, uh, keep it going when we do feel like it's safe. And uh, that's just kind of where we are right now as a district, as it pertains to that. You know, as a, as a district, we've hired, you know, additional nurses to be in every one of our schools. So we have a full-time nurse in every one of our schools. That was huge for us as a community and as a county. Uh, and, and, and kudos and hats off to the board for that decision. And then, of course, you know, doing what we can in, from an instructional side in PE. So it's been a roller coaster ride from August to today. It's nonstop. You know, COVID, as you all know, is... 24-7, seven days a week. It doesn't take days off. So it's, it's phone calls at 4 o'clock in the morning, emails at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's conversations with principals daily. It's conversations with teachers, staff, principals, uh, you know, athletic directors, coaches, on, a, on a, a plethora of different things regarding COVID and how it impacts their school. And, you know, does the school stay open? Does it pivot? What is the impact? Talking to medical professionals. So every day is is different. Every day is busy. Um, but, you know, I'm enjoying it. Up for the task. Signed up for it. So we're in the mm -hmm. trenches getting it done and, you know, just trying to make this thing the best we can. We were fortunate a couple of weeks ago when we did our show from Cookville to um, bring on Tennessee Secondary School's Athletics Director, um, Executive Director um, Bernard, Bernard Childress. Childress. And we asked him because the word was out pretty heavily mm -hmm. that the TWSAA was going to um, put a pause on sports statewide once football season got done. He dispelled that. He said it was going to be up to the local school systems just as it has been to this point. That said, is there any plan for Murray County Public Schools to pause athletics countywide no, at any point? No, no plan to pause. Uh, we'll continue on the plan as we have, which is, you know, if a team is impacted due to COVID-related reasons, they'll pivot. You know, they'll take their, you know, 7, 10, or 14 days, which is three different options now, which we got to manage that. That's a whole other conversation for another day. <laughs> but as long as teams are not impacted, we'll continue to push. You know, if a school pivots due to COVID-related reasons, which we have, like at Hampshire Unit School, we have a – you know, they pivoted due to COVID-related reasons, which therefore that reduced. So our safety, our default safety protocol was at all athletic contacts, minimum of only two tickets per player because they pivoted due to COVID-related reasons. Mm -hmm. um, however, if that's not COVID-related, you know, ticket attendance is at 30%. And so we have all of these, you know, kind of metrics and parameters in place and procedures uh, when a team is impacted due to COVID or the school pivots due to COVID. And so I think by setting that kind of precedent, you know, we we're looking forward to unless 
something is way out of our control and this thing just really spirals into a place that that is just you know everybody kind of sees that there's nothing else we can do then you know I'm looking forward to spring sports which got canceled early uh being able to continue or at least finish in the spring and so looking forward to that and I think some of the things that we've done now currently sets the stage for that um going into next year Hampshire last night did not play their game against Coronersville. Are you involved or are you notified when those type yeah, postponements we, yeah, take we, place? Yeah, we have conversations. Um, and, and oftentimes it's um, so frequent, right? And then when I say frequent, sometimes the, 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 the school has to make an abrupt decision based on communications that they have, and then they notify me after the fact. And basically they say, this is where we are, what do you think? Uh, or they got to make the call just because – there is a legitimate concern, and and they kind of we've talked enough about it, so they kind of understand what decisions to make and what to call them. Do you know if that postponement last night or cancellation was was that on Hampshire side or was that on Cornersville side? Then that was that was a decision made on the Hampshire side. Okay, so, so what, what does is that the mean status? for Thursday? <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't I don't have an answer to that to be okay. honest. I would need to talk to Miss Kathy and Mr. Mr. Ronnie Brewer about that decision. So that okay. was just it was just out of an abundance of caution for Bingo. last night specifically. Bingo. That makes sense. Okay. All right. And it, and it also had to do with uh, partially had to do with the full sanitizing and cleaning of the building. Gotcha. And defogging and all that other stuff. So just to kind of put a postponement off until that was complete. So gotcha. going on the road may not necessarily be an issue. Right now the teams are not impacted, gotcha. to my knowledge. That, I mean, that, that can makes change. sense. They can change by the time sure. we get off this radio. But <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we're aware. Yeah, we, we've seen that happen. <laughs> yeah, because I, I talked cause, cause, cause to Miss Kathy via text and just reminded us that, hey, just remember, you know, Pivoted due to COVID-related reasons. You know, we're at two tickets. And she's like, oh, yeah, thank you for reminding me. So no conversations about teams or anything like that. Gotcha. That makes sense, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with us this morning. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. We've, we've, we've learned some things. T-I-L. Today I learned. Well, good deal, man. I appreciate you all having me on there. Hopefully I was a solid guest. Answered oh, yeah. your questions thoroughly and the way that you needed them answered in depth. and. uh uh, keep doing the great work y'all are doing, guys, and appreciate the uh, uh, you know, kind of helping keep athletics on the map, you know, and uh, taking us to new places. Got some ideas. Hopefully, that y'all take them up. Text text Maurice a couple of crazy ideas, maybe. We maybe. we like crazy no, ideas. Nothing's too crazy for us. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> we can we can figure it that's out. Good. That's Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Because I, I think it's I think honestly I think it's necessary for for our district to do some of those things. And I think it's great for branding purposes. And I think it's great for the, the partnership, uh, you know, uh, moving forward. So awesome. Well, man, we appreciate it. And we will talk to you at some point down the road. I'm sure Oh, without (laughs) about something somewhere. Absolutely. Oh man. Chris Pointer, Murray County public schools, athletics director, kind enough to visit with us here in studio this morning. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. When we come back, going to talk a little college football. A little plan? college football, bowl, bowl projections and whatnot. And whatnot. All right. Um, that's the plan. You'll want to hear it. Stay tuned.
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I like that the conversation continues off air, all the way up to the <laughs> five-second we're going on air mark. Uh, maybe we should have just kept him for a second segment. Hey, well, Although you wouldn't go ask him those on air. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, man. Hey, and uh, neither were you. No, no, I wasn't. So, there you go. I'm not that brave. Not that brave. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we would have gotten the answer on air that we got off hey, air. There you go. So. Keep it tuned to sm-tnsports.com for all the latest in Murray County public school sports and other areas. Of course, we do cover the South Williamson area, Richland, Summertown. We cover, we, we cover those schools pretty regularly. Now... Like a blanket. Outside of that, we reach a little, and that's okay. We like to reach a little. Every now and then. And we will. So just keep an eye out. You never Sometimes know what you you're going to flex a little bit. Yeah. You never know what you're going to see. Just let people know you're here. Like, hey, by the way, we covered you. Yep. Yep. Help us help you, and we'll mm. keep covering you. Help us help you. And Seems that's simple. The, that's the kind of stuff you get here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today and sm-tnsports.com. You will continue to get that. Right now, though, we're going to dip into TSL, TriStar Sports Live. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things that JP might talk about tonight on his show. He's weekdays at 5 p.m. from 5 to 6 on the drive time. Uh you definitely want to check out that show as he's typically joined by Wes Duncan. So, and check Wes, it out anyway, though. Matt, yeah, <laughs> don't let that stop you. Yeah, please. Uh, by the way, tonight, uh, tonight is our Wednesday night um, uh, partner with Will Rab and uh, Prep Sports Insiders right. uh, from WCDT, our friends down in Winchester, cover some high school sports. So we'll have a nice high school sports hour. Uh, I'm actually a guest on that show, so you will hear me tonight. <laughs> it just won't be ten- it yeah. just won't be your your show. It won't be my show. Um, that's a, that's okay. Wes Duncan said to you on air last night the same thing I told you, <laughs> and you you went in on him too. You went in on him. Hey, What's up? Let, what? Let's which, which time? There, <laughs> we're we're talking about. I make a living off of uh, a, laying into Wes. A, a Notre Dame Clemson decision. Yeah. 
does not land both of them in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, it does. Either way. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, it does. No, it doesn't. I, there's no way you will see two Atlantic Coast Conference affiliated programs in the Final Four. Thank you. you will. Thank uh, you. No, no, is Notre Dame uh, now technically this year? Yes, they are. And they that's are why affiliated. I said affiliated. Mm-mm. They've played yeah. a schedule. They've not played in the championship game before, I don't think. They have not. I, they I, cannot. I don't like that whole setup. Well, Notre Dame needs to either get in a conference or be treated like Brigham Young and everybody else. Listen, I don't mind. I, I don't mind the Notre Dame thing because I you do. do. Well, I mean, what other school is out here playing USC and Michigan on a yearly basis? And they play a pretty tough schedule typically. Now, I say tough relatively. Mm-hmm. You know, to the Big Ten and Pac-12, but I get it. I get it. I don't like it. You don't have to like it. It's all about money. clearly. It's all about money. <laughs> Who am I? And what Wh- do I know? Which means Nobody's ratings, me. right? Exactly. Which means ratings. It's, it's all which about means ratings. both Notre Dame and Clemson will be in the Final Four. No, they won't. They will not, because Notre Dame the, the, the <laughs> Final Four ain't on NBC. I bet you. <laughs> All the more reason to get Notre Dame on ESPN because they don't get them very often. Uh, I, I bet you lunch at our favorite Summertown Eater mm-hmm. that they don't both get in there. Okay. No chance. I'm, I'm taking that. I'll buy both of you. He already, I already owe him a steak. And you guys get – I get two lunches. <laughs> he gets two lunches. Two lunches. If I win. Yep. <laughs> we'll get him a gift card down the way home. <laughs> Stop in and grab a dinner. Yeah, because we're not eating with you. <laughs> yeah, I just And you get down there more than we do. Yeah, uh, I do. I don't see it. Well, he drives by it every day. Exactly. Um, <laughs> last night's college football playoff rankings, obviously Alabama was number one. Surprisingly, <laughs> um, I, I'm not – well, I guess it's – is it surprising that uh, – they're the only other 10 and 0 team out there. Well, I'm not surprised necessarily by Alabama. Are we surprised that Notre Dame is ahead of Clemson? I mean, obviously they're 10 and 0, but they beat them head to the head. Win. Yeah, I I, and been I, I, I I know that there's an asterisk behind that quote beat them head to head, but all Notre Dame, you can't blame Notre Dame for Trevor Lawrence not being You're right. Ball. You you can't. You can blame them for I'd not, like to. You can't blame them for not beating them worse and not stopping them on defense but, but hey. you but you can't put Clemson ahead of them no, for that you can't you're, you're right you're right um much now, as I'd like to now Jerry Palm agrees with JP Jerry says that Clemson will be number two Ohio State will be number three and Notre Dame will be number four one of these yeah. things is not like the other as I used to say on Sesame Street Ohio State five and oh at number four come on now this is absolute. I'm not sure which of these situations bother me, bothers me more. Notre Dame playing in a conference or Ohio State being here at number at 5 and 0. I honestly, I mean, okay, so did you guys watch the no. Any any kind of video afterwards of the reveal of of the explanation. No. Which absolutely is hashtag trash can juice, juice because they want to sit here and tell me that because Cincinnati hasn't played in a month, and Ohio State's played once in a month, that's why uh, Cincinnati has moved from sixth to ninth, despite being idle. Except that idle Georgia, who is seven and two, moved up. 
Well, they beat Missouri Saturday, who was ranked. I don't care. They're seven and two, and Cincinnati hasn't lost a game. Yeah, they jumped them. If the regu- since he didn't play, yeah. If the regular I was surprised at that season one. matters the way you absolutely shoved down our throats. Hmm. That it matters. That it matters. Then this is bullcrap. You can't lose. You can't be dragged by Florida, who lost to unranked LSU, and Florida drops to seventh from six. One spot. Are you freaking kidding me? Cincinnati ain't played nobody, Paul. I don't care. <laughs> they ain't lost to nobody either. <laughs> <laughs> this is my problem. You're telling me that that Iowa State, who lost to Louisiana, Florida, in who week lost, one. I don't care. If the regular season matters, the regular season matters. Week one to week 10 to week 15, I don't give a crap. If it matters, it matters. If it doesn't matter, tell then, me it then, doesn't matter. Yeah, then, then let's just pick four at the start. This is the key right here. You know, you've got a list of eight. From the get. Let's rank those eight. It don't matter what else happens. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's where we're at, and it's absolute awful. It's absolutely awful. Just Because a Coastal Carolina throw it away. doesn't have a chance to play their way into this from a realistic standpoint, no matter what they do. I'm going to throw out some names for you guys. Boise State, Utah, UCF. What do they all have in common? They're not Power Five. They're not Power Five. And they won. They won big bowl games. BCS mm-hmm. or BCS. New Year's Six bowl games. So, which in a playoff scenario would mean they would have won a playoff game, potentially. Yes. Now, so are you saying bring back the BCS? Well, the BCS was a far better option than this, this crap, which I thought this was going to be the key. I thought this was. I supposed thought this was the to, answer. But what if this leads to a broader playoff? Then this is better because you can't go from a two BCS national championship to a eight, twelve, or sixteen team playoff. You got to start with four. I'd rather have eight ranked by the BCS, not by committee. Because this is this is terrible. If you're going to come on, television, you're saying that the the way they rank them, correct? The BCS is better than, on a, than this committee. And you're going to okay. tell me that what Ohio State has done is worthy is of worthy where of they number are, four. Mm-hmm. and and what Cincinnati's done is not. It, all of this straight up tell me we think Ohio State is one of the best four teams. Don't give me any other bull crap. Which Just ultimately tell is, me. is that not what that this is, committee? But they don't define that when they explain it, right? That's what they're that's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And if that's the case, if and they, it should be, yeah. just tell me. Say, hey, we think they're one of the best four teams. Don't skirt the question. Mm-hmm. Don't give me any runaround. Just tell me Ohio State's one of the best four teams in our opinion. Period. And that's all you need to tell it's me. It's a transparency issue. Bottom line. Yeah. I'm okay like with that. I don't, a lot I don't, of people have transparency issues. I don't agree, but I'm okay with it. If that's your well, I mean, you're in the you're, you're, that's you're in that position to make that call, make that call, move on. Which basically is what they've done. It's mm-hmm. just you know, like they used to tell us in math class, show your work. The work that they're showing us 
for their logic. Who has Ohio Who has Ohio State beaten that warrants them at five and zero to be number four? Indiana. While USC is five and zero at number thirteen. I'll uh, I'll tell you their schedule here as soon as uh, as it loads up for me. Uh, they uh, defeated Nebraska fifty two seventeen. Defeated Penn State at the time ranked eighteenth in the country thirty eight twenty five. Defeated Rutgers forty nine twenty seven. Defeated Indiana. Uh, which was ranked ninth at the time, forty-two thirty-five, and defeated Michigan State fifty-two to twelve. Games canceled: Maryland, also Illinois, also Michigan, and then they take on fourteenth-ranked Northwestern Saturday morning at eleven on Fox of the Big Ten Championship. Okay, so, so Nebraska, t- Rutgers, Penn State, Penn State, Indiana, Indiana, Michigan, Michigan State. State. Murderers Row. Two two ranked teams at the time, one eighteen, one nine, and a third would be Northwestern. Meanwhile, I will give them US, Indiana. I'm not giving them Penn State. No. Meanwhile, um, USC has beaten Arizona State, Arizona, the latter of which is without their head coach, Utah, Washington State, and, and UCLA. US, UCLA. Yeah, I, I will say this: USC certainly hasn't been as dominant in their wins. I, I will, I will, get, I will say that. I mean, obviously, Arizona State should have beaten USC. Nebraska, Rutgers, Penn State, Michigan State. I understand that. I'm just saying. I mean, UCLA is not a very good football team. They're about as good as Nebraska. <laughs> and they and USC won by five. Now, granted, it's on the road and it's a rivalry game, but still, I, I'm just saying. I don't understand how you can say that their 5-0 and is that much better than USC's 5-0. and Again, this is a season where you are, you, you are rewarded for not playing. Because the fewer, some are, t- the fewer times you play. Some are, some are not. You're right. Some are uh, punished. Cincinnati. They've <laughs> so, dropped the last two weeks for not, for not, for playing. not playing. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. It, it wouldn't matter, though. If they, even if they had played, if they were 11-0, would it matter? Coastal Carolina doesn't think so. They're at 12. Well, Coastal at least has been moving up with wins. Cincinnati probably would not have dropped if they had continued to play and win. But the thing is, Coastal had to move up, but they had to move up from the bottom. That's true. Basically. They had more more room to, to move. To move. Mm-hmm. So. so, as of right now, I'm looking at some projections. We've got, obviously, the top four that I told you about earlier with Ohio State, Clemson, and then Alabama-Notre Dame, which nobody wants to see Alabama-Notre Dame. Nobody. Nobody wants to see this. It's a different Notre Dame team. It doesn't matter. You know who, who, it's the same Alabama you know who team. who really doesn't want to see Alabama-Notre Dame? Manti Teo's girlfriend? Uh-huh. Or Manti Teo. <laughs> Manti Teo's girlfriend certainly won't see it. The only, the mm-hmm. only good thing for Manti is Eddie Lacy ain't walking through that door. <sighs> Man. Yeah. <laughs> Najee Harris is, and it ain't much different. Gosh. But you know who is Devontae Smith? And I'm hearing Jalen Waddle maybe getting ready to come back after a brutal injury in that Tennessee game. I, I've seen some some potential that Jalen Waddle may be coming back. Anyways. That's the, not fair. The you, other, you talk about defensive coordinator's nightmare right nightmares. there. The way Mac Jones is throwing the ball, and he's got Harris mm-hmm. And Waddle. And Devontae Smith. 
It's insane. It, it don't, it's not fair. Mm. Um, everybody's giving Steve Sarkeesian so much love, and I'm like, dude, I could call plays for that. Throw it and go get it. That's that's the play. <laughs> <laughs> Four goes. Oh, and warning, Steve, I don't think any of those guys are on Arizona's roster. So Yeah, not, not so yet. So tread lightly as you consider going back to the Pac-12. Right. <laughs> um, New Year's Day or New Year's Six Fiesta Bowl, USC and Iowa State. That would be an interesting game. Would, uh, would, Garnet and gold. <laughs> Not the way Iowa State's been dressing the last Straight few black. weeks. Straight black. Black and white. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Speaking of trash can juice. Yeah. Um, in the Orange Bowl, North Carolina and TAMU, Texas A&M, and Mac Brown. So mm. Jimbo and Mac. Mm. That could be interesting. That would be a good game. Good match. I think, I, well, I don't know it would be a good game. I think Texas A&M <laughs> Rick Roll. I don't know. Do you, do you see what uh, North Carolina did to Miami? Dude, North Carolina's really good. But I still think, I think, I, I as much as I gave them crap in the beginning you of the did. year, Texas A&M has, has proven me wrong. Kellen Mond, proud of him. I, I will <laughs> I will take my licking and keep on ticking with that one. January 1st, Peach Bowl, Cincinnati, and Ugga, Georgia. That would... You know what Ugga does to G6 teams? Yeah. It's not usually good. No, not, not for the G6 team. So. Um... And then Oklahoma and Florida in the Cotton Bowl. That would be a good game. That would be fun. I would enjoy watching yeah, it. Especially watch if Spencer Rattler is at the top of his game. Um, other teams of note, Memphis slated to play in seven days down in Montgomery at the Montgomery Bowl, which is apparently a new bowl. They have two bowls in Montgomery. <laughs> um, thought that was interesting. Who have they got? Uh, they are slated to play... FAU. Ooh. So that could okay. be interesting. Willie uh, Taggart's boys, right? Yes. In the other Montgomery Bowl, which is <laughs> slated for two that, days later. That's the Camellia Bowl. The Camellia right? Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have UAB and Ball State. UAB playing in the Conference USA Championship game on Friday, this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't expect them to turn around and play six days later in a bowl game. Probably not going to happen. What do I know? Who um, are you? Who am I and what do I know? Other teams, um, Ole Miss and Iowa in the Music City Bowl. Oh, God. I would love to see Ole Miss in, in, in Nashville. I would go. The lane train would lay them open. If you were allowed to go. Mm. I mean. <laughs> to your could, point, yes, but if you're probably, allowed to go. We could probably Maybe. get it. Yeah, we might could pull that off. Um uh, Armed Forces And you bowl. would probably even be allowed to go as opposed to the last Music City Bowl you tried to go to. Oh, yeah, I was not allowed. What yeah. the crap, man? Yeah. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The Armed Forces Bowl, Mississippi State against Washington. So Washington, Washington. Oh, and, not Le- Washington State. and Mike Leach. Yeah. So he's seen them before. Kentucky and West Virginia in in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl. Doesn't Neil Brown have some Kentucky connections? Yes. Okay. Um. So whoever's matching up these bowls came off of the NCAA basketball selection committee. The way they used to <laughs> try to make put, yep. yeah How put storylines together, including this one, Arkansas TCU in the Texas Bowl. 
So old school mm-hmm. rivalry there. A little, a little southwest, southwest, little southwestern yeah. conference rivalry yeah. there. Um, in the Birmingham Bowl, San Jose State and Tennessee. San Jose State. Could you imagine Tennessee playing San Jose State? That'd be a, everybody would watch that game, right? <laughs> Can you imagine Tennessee losing to San Jose State? Yes, because mm-hmm. I saw them lose to Georgia State. <laughs> Mm. Yes, I can imagine it, as a matter of fact. I mean, okay, uh, so Tennessee plays TAMU this weekend, all right? Correct, and they're going to so win. So they're going to – That's going to throw a wrench in everything. Just wait. It, that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that because I'm a fan. I'm saying, like, that's just – that's 2020, and that's Tennessee. Okay, so after Tennessee <laughs> I would loses, definitely win my bet. There. After Tennessee <laughs> loses to Texas A&M, goes to 3-7, and seven, goes to the Birmingham Bowl, loses – to San Jose State to go to three and eight. Paint the rock. Oh, it's already been painted. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, keep painting it. <laughs> they keep painting over it, paint back. Yeah. It said we have more paint than you. Did you see the last one? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Wow. In the Citrus Bowl, Indiana and Auburn. Ooh. Could be fun. Uh, yeah. Who's Auburn's interim? I, I guess Kevin Steele. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, my bad. Uh, in the Gator Bowl, South Carolina, Wake Forest, and in the Outback Bowl, Missouri and Northwestern. See, I really like the free Blooming Onions, so I like when the SEC wins, but I don't know. We'll see. What is it when the uh, Big Ten wins? Uh, I don't remember. But it's not a blue it's been so yeah. But uh yeah. So anyway, that's your potential bowl matchups. We're gonna come back and give you some of the wild and wackiest news from across the world. Again, those are projected bowls. Those are not not all of them are, are done. Some of them are, because heck, it starts in five days. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, again, Wild and Wacky Wednesday on the other side of this break. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint State. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Whoever Randolph is. <laughs> Still ain't figured that one out yet. <laughs> this is a, this is a, 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 a it's a tradition now. It's going to be an everyday thing. We got we got to come in with some Chuck Berry every day. This one right here. Final final segment of the show. This is the intro through. This is it through, through the holidays. Yep. All right. Um, um, wild and wacky Wednesday. Weirdest and wildest news from across the world. 
Brought to you each week by JJ's Barbecue, located at 900 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. Columbia's oldest family-owned barbecue restaurant. Give them a call, 931-381-3463, or visit jjsbarbecue.com. That's barbecue with a C, spell it out. Guys, you guys getting packages right now? Amazon bringing oh, yeah. your, your Christmas presents to the house? Yeah, of course you are. We all are. Mm-hmm. We were worried over the weekend. We had a couple things delivered, but luckily they all fit in our mailbox, so we didn't have to worry about it. But there are porch pirates out there. Oh, yeah. And you got to be careful. One Ontario woman said, enough is enough. She sends her Amazon Prime box out, sits it on her porch, pulls a little Billy Madison. Oh, no, it's poop again. <laughs> Full of cat poop. The old bait box. Uh, she's, she's clearly been watching Bait Car on A&E. Mm-hmm. And uh, filled, a, filled a box of cat poop, and uh, Porch Pirate stole it. So I'm sure that person was pretty upset. Nice. It was actually stolen within 40 minutes of it wow. being on her, her, yeah, her front step. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. If, if you're having trouble with Porch Pirates, take, take some... Take some advice from Laurie Pringle of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Those wacky Canadians, man. Hey, they don't care. They, they don't play around, man. <laughs> um, so eight police officers in Wisconsin swarmed a woman's home or her apartment in Wisconsin the other day because she texted her father that she was being stabbed. Mm. It's a good reason for police to show up, yeah, right? You would think. Oops, just kidding. Autocorrect. She was being swabbed for coronavirus. Uh, mm. She was being swabbed for coronavirus. (laughs) No one got hurt during any of this, although we don't have any word on whether or not the woman has tested positive or not, unfortunately. Well, I'll tell you what. If she was swabbed in the nose with that one that they were doing, she may have gotten hurt. Yeah. Not a whole lot of difference. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that's some wild and wacky news from across the world today. Uh, sorry, it's not it's not as many as we normally have, but we talked a lot about that uh, wild and wacky college football playoff ranking. We also talked a lot with that wild and wacky Chris Pointer. And, so. and, and that was probably better than wild and wacky Wednesday, give or take. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, a mall in Houston is using a hologram of Santa this year. I guess that'll keep you. I like uh, that. Yeah, I think he had a, how do you sit on his lap? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't like it. But <laughs> anyway, nobody got hurt during the, the, the swabbing incident, so that's good up in Wisconsin. Or the stabbing. Or the stabbing. That's right. And if you're having a problem with porch pirates, just put some cat poop in your box. You'll be good to go. <laughs> that's Wild and Wacky Wednesday brought to you by JJ's Barbecue located at 900 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. Go visit them. Typically, we would say we're going to go do that, but we're not. But we're not. We're going to get some food elsewhere today, but that's okay. We will have some great content for you on sm-tnsports.com because of our meeting this afternoon. Can't wait for that. Again, we are here each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m., bringing you all the college, high school, and pro sports news that you need to know. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening in. Again, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. For Mo Patton, for J.P. Plant, I'm Chris Yao. Have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.